1: How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bikoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast, morning after Maryland and Marion edition. We got Hoosier basketball. We got Hoosier football. We got some frustration from the from the football team on their road trip to Maryland, where it was a 42-39 loss by Indiana and one that was Absolutely painful, not only because this was a a winnable game, but Indiana led late, and we're going to get into that, including comments from Tom Allen. Plus, Archie Miller, the Archie Miller era has started. Not officially. It's not the start of the regular season just yet. That's going to come in a couple of weeks, but Indiana rolls absolutely to a Uh, A a very nice 93-62 win over Marion University in a game that that showed just flashes. It's a small sample. It is an exhibition game. Nobody should get too excited about it. But it was interesting what we got a chance to see and how Archie Miller's team might look going forward. And we're going to have a lot with that, including some comments from Archie Miller. But first, you know... Hoosier football is in full swing and there's nothing more fun than a fall day in Bloomington. A visit to Memorial Stadium is always exciting, but you can make your trip to B-Town even better. The Upland Brewing Company has two breweries in Bloomington, which means double the ways to experience Upland beers. Go behind the barrels at the Woodshop Sour Ale Brewery and Tasting Room on West 11th Street or you could see where Upland classics like Upland Wheat, Dragonfly IPA, the Prohibition-style Champagne Velvet, and our new favorites begin at the Production Brewery and Westside Beer Bar on Profile Parkway. Book the tours online today at UplandBeer.com tours. The Upland Brewing Company. Good beer. Good people. Come drink with us. Now, Indiana football has had plenty of people just reaching for a cold one after after their loss to Maryland. This is a game where Indiana went on the road had every opportunity to win against a Maryland team that is not very good defensively. The Hoosiers jumped out to a 14 0 lead and couldn't make it stand up. Indiana's special teams let them down. Indiana's defense took a step back today. And, uh, you know, Indiana's offense continues to not do what it needs to do, especially on the ground. Now, there's some issues with that that we're going to get into in just a little bit. And sure, Indiana is beat up. But first, I wanted to bring you some post game uh, some post game comments from head coach Tom Allen via Mike Pegram, who was at the game.
2: I just want to say that uh, you know, very disappointing loss for us. Uh, really uh, hurt for our guys because our uh, offense played well enough for us to win, and uh, special teams uh, prevented that as well as uh, some costly uh, defensive mistakes, which has uh, not been the characteristic of us. But uh, unfortunately, that was the case tonight, and. Uh, Team lost for sure, but uh, very disappointed because they did so many good things offensively that uh, uh, they deserved uh, to come out with a win. Questions? Coach, uh, what's up with the quarterback? Is, uh, is he okay? Oh, I don't know for sure. I know he's injured, and that's, that's why we made the switch, but uh, he's a tougher, tougher nails, and i uh, got so much respect for him. But Richard, I told him, hey, you got to be ready to go. He stepped in there and did a great job. So we got two quarterbacks, and we'll play the one that's healthy. Was there any before Ramsey got hurt? Was there any thought of putting uh, Richard in? To- well, only when he got when he got hurt the first time because I didn't want him to be back there and not be able to protect himself. You know, I don't want him to get injured, you know, more and anything that was worse. And so, um, but if he was 100% healthy, then we were going to go with him. And, and but when he wasn't, I would not going to put him in that position. And I have confidence in Richard, you know. And uh, so, but uh, that's why you have to in both after being so successful on special teams for most of the year what
0: caused the breakdowns
2: well you know the punt was a mistake by our left uh, personal protector which is just inexcusable um one of our seniors and, and he just he has the job to do and he, he missed his guy you know and uh, um so but that's you know extremely costly and then you know, get exposed in the kickoffs we were trying to we were actually kicking the entire night away from they're a top guy, and uh, you kick it to their number two, and the number two hurt us, you know. So actually, he's the number three, you know, because the number two they switched him out once we started kicking every time away from, you know, number six, you know. So, but uh, then we skied the last one, but uh, you, know, you can't scrub him. I, mean, I just we just guys got to cover. You know, you kick the ball off, and you got to go cover, and you got to go tackle. You know, so um, but uh, I know that that really you get exposed, and sometimes in those areas because of the. The lack of speed, you know, and guys playing that, uh, you know, due to other injuries, it makes it hard. On that fruit. final play of the game, what was the thought process there? Did he just not have a guy open deep? Or? Yeah, well, and my, my question was, you know, and I know Luke had a phenomenal game, but I'm like, man, get get, you, get the yards and get the first down. You know, don't run a route short. It doesn't do us any good, you know, so that was a mistake on his part, you know, but that's play his tail off. He can't come down It's not one play.
1: For a defense that's played so well so long this year and, and obviously it started out well with the, the takeaway and the yeah. points early. And what do you attribute you know, second quarter on? Yeah, you know, I, I just
2: felt like, that. but I will say this, i will be very transparent. They're, what they do, even look at last year, okay, it stresses our athleticism in spots. It does, you know, and they've got a lot of speed. And so we try to do the best you can to protect that, you know, and, and without exposing guys and, and putting them in too many positions and, and And sometimes it holds up, sometimes it doesn't you know, and so um but they run the ball so well that you have to make sure you get enough hats on the run you know so uh, yeah, but number two he's he's a tough little sucker, and he's a good player, I mean, he's a good player last year, and s- same with six and so you know they just you know to me it's a matter of you know isolating some guys, and their guys won those one on ones you know, I thought I saw number one make a phenomenal catch on Richard and and uh you know in, in the first half they set up the, one of their touchdowns and you know so but uh, um, I just know that that their speed you know makes it hard on us you know and that's just being honest.
1: Can you talk about how Watt played tonight?
2: Gosh man just a warrior out there catching balls and making taking big hits and just hopping up and just running around and you know, I know he wishes he had that one last one back but man he played his heart out you know but he's a great little player he really is and that's why we recruited him. I've seen him play in high school and, uh, uh, with my son and uh, knew he was special. So I was really excited for him. His, his effort tonight and his play tonight deserved a win.
1: You didn't bring Allison or Majet. No, What's they're not, they're what ended. can
2: you? Say? Yeah, they're out. So we'll we'll hope to get them back. It's not it's not uh, you know a season-ending situation, but uh, uh, they weren't even healthy enough to even make the trip. So on that, we got a lot of guys banged up. On that final first down that you one of their players went down here animated. Oh yeah, there's like seven times. You know, so I mean, you know, who knows? But every time we got a, every time we got a tempo play. Know, so, I mean, you guys saw that, but I saw. So I just was just bringing that up. Just, I just kept keeping track of myself, and so. But uh, I mean, what do you do? You know? A whole bunch of unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on both sides. Was it that chippy? Yeah, you know, I uh, well, we had one for sure that I thought was, you know, we had one that was on us without being a double one, and uh, um, and I saw it. And he was wrong. I mean, He's one of our captains. It's inexcusable. You know, so he'll be he'll have to be accountable for that this entire next week. But that uh, but just like a discipline it's just not acceptable
0: so but uh I mean, you know, it's an intense game fight to the finish you know coach relating to that there were a lot of injuries suffered tonight on both sides from your perspective on the field from what you've seen so far anyway and film and everything any of those hits dirty to you no uh, i, mean, I don't think so i mean it's a physical game football i'm proud of you of rich for coming in
2: and- very proud because i've, I've challenged him about this you know i, mean, I want him to go down take us down get the winning score, you know, um, but uh, so he looked comfortable out there and he threw the ball well, and, and uh, so, yeah, I'm just really proud of him for staying locked in and staying focused and doing what he can to help this football team. Yeah. Three straight close losses. I mean, how do you kind of keep guys from feeling like they're chasing the carrot? On the no, you just well? keep fighting, you know, and uh, like, and, and, and my thing about this one, I just challenge our guys, I mean, this is not about, you know, being close, and I said this had nothing to be, being close. This is about us, how we play the game, you know. We make too many mistakes to win the game. You know, against a Big Ten team on the road, so you know you lose by three and, and you get a punt blocked, you know, and you give up a you know seventy-yard kickoff return that ends up in points, you know, and those kind of things, and you don't get a stop, you don't do so. I mean, to me, this was not about oh man, we're just fighting. We're clicking. no, you just got to stick it, go out there and play to win the game. So that, that's not even even a, a variable in my mind. It's that we're we're better than we showed in my mind as a team. So you know that, that's disappointing for me.
1: It's hard when you have twice as many plays and, and at half, and you're still I know, behind.
2: I know. Frustrated. You know, so, but when you make those kind of mistakes, you just can't. You can't. You know. You can't recover from that. But uh, you know, I challenge our offense this week to step up, and and uh, really proud of our staff for doing things to get the ball in our guys' hands, and and uh, um, do a lot of positive stuff. You know. So I, haven't, you know, see watched everything. You know, but uh, I do see quite a bit, and uh, you know, they played well enough. Offensively, I say they, our offensive side, our offensive staff, and their side of the ball, they played well enough for us to to win the game. You know that's where defense has to step up, and special teams has to do their part. That's why they call it a team.
1: Now then, on to the analysis of the game. You know I've been covering Indiana football for a lot of years now, and uh, I got to tell you this is one of the more frustrating games that I've had to cover, and and the reason is, is this was a a, a very very winnable game, and with the way Indiana got off to a start on the road you you expected that okay, this is the kind of game where Indiana can start to build some momentum for the rest of the season. the the teams Indiana has played in the big 10 to this point, you know Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, um, uh, who did they play last week Michigan State. Um, these are all teams that Indiana needed to really play well to win and they've been competitive against them and against Maryland, you thought that maybe they would take the next step, especially since Maryland's defense is not very good at all, and yet the Hoosiers really played down to the level of their opponent, and it was frustrating to to watch. You know, you you had pay Indiana. Let me just give you a couple of stats here. Indiana had 35 first downs versus 18 from Maryland. Indiana had 483 yards of total offense versus 30 uh, 345 for Maryland. Indiana threw for 410 yards versus 171 from Maryland. Now Maryland had 174 yards on the ground, Indiana with just 73 and that is certainly a problem, folks. Indiana's running game is not about and and I suspected this was the case, but Indiana's running game is not about the opponents they have faced. This offensive line just hasn't done a good enough job of opening holes for Indiana's running backs. By that same token, the fact that Morgan Ellison and Mike Margett were both unavailable meant that Cole Guest ended up being um, the third string uh, running back, ended up being your so-called featured back. Um, That's not great. Indiana's depth is not at the point that it could just it could j- just swallow that and move on but still Indiana just didn't create a lot of room to run and it really made Indiana one dimensional for most of the game they controlled the ball they had the ball for 36 minutes and 8 seconds they ran a whopping 97 plays and still lost this game, and that is what is frustrating because you felt that Indiana was at the point where they had turned the corner. They were not going to be able to uh, uh, to they they weren't going to to do these kind of things and lose these kind of games, especially after giving up just 17 points against Michigan State last week. Maryland is better offensively than Michigan State, but not that much better, and that's where. Indiana's inability to make stops on defense really were a problem. Plus you had the special teams issue with a punt block being returned for a touchdown. Um, that was certainly frustrating. You, you saw that Peyton Ramsey suffered an injury and, um, Richard Lego had to come in. He was mostly ineffective despite the fact he threw two touchdowns. One of them was more on a, on a, on a flip. It was like a one yard flip that ended up turning into a touchdown, but, um, Lego goes twelve of twenty one passing for one hundred and thirty one yards. Peyton Ramsey actually was was did a decent job of thirty one of forty one for two seventy nine and three touchdowns. He did throw an interception that uh, is a problem, but he was also sacked five times. And again, it comes back to the offensive line. Indiana's offensive line allowed that pocket to collapse. Way too often Peyton Ramsey was holding on to the ball for too long got some happy feet was looking at the at the uh, the the, basically looking at defenders instead of looking downfield and you run into some problems with that and he wasn't able to escape as, as well as you hoped that he would. But uh, it was just a frustrating game offensively, and that has become the story of the season. Now, Indiana's defense has bailed out Indiana's anemic offense on a number of occasions this year, and this time today, and on, on, on against Maryland, it didn't happen. And that's what is maybe the most uh, concerning for me going forward. Yes, you have problems offensively. Uh, you did have, uh, you know, just just too many mistakes, but defensively you cannot afford to make some of the mistakes Indiana made on defense or allow a guy to spin off of you. Indiana has been stout on defense for, for the past year and a half and this isn't the old Indiana defense, but boy, they look like the old Indiana defense on a number of occasions against Maryland. And you would hope next week with, with Wisconsin coming to town, Indiana would be able to tighten things up. Now, the flip side of that is, again, if you, I, I really felt like this was a seven-win team. And with that seven-win team that you could beat Maryland, which hasn't been very good this year, and then you could beat Rutgers, Illinois, and Purdue, seven wins before you get to the bowl, it's really nice. At the start of the season, you looked at the schedule and you said by the time they get done with the Maryland game, they might end up being three and six. and and the Maryland game and the Wisconsin game, after the Wisconsin game, they might end up being three and six and still have a chance to go to a bowl by beating Rutgers, Illinois, and Purdue. By losing at Maryland, it really narrows Indiana's margin of error. And now... You, you, They need to pull off an upset and beat Wisconsin next week. Uh, but even if they don't, again, Rutgers, Illinois, Purdue, two of those on the road. Uh, Rutgers and Purdue have gotten better as the season has gone on. Uh, I don't know that I've seen Indiana get better as the season has gone on. They've been kind of spinning their wheels and even taking a step back offensively until today. Now, again, it depends on, you know, part of that is who they've played, but still, you um, they need to get it in gear. Indiana is is sitting there on the brink of missing a, a, a bowl in a season that um, I don't know that Indiana fans, uh, if their expectations were too high. I had a guy tweet me during the game saying that you know if Indiana loses this game to Maryland, you have to think that Tom Allen's seat is going to get a little toasty. And it's like, folks, Tom Allen is his, is in his first year as Indiana head coach. There's no reason to be talking about anybody's seat getting toasty because that is absolutely ridiculous. And if you think that, well, part of the problem here, the reason Indiana isn't finishing off Michigan or Penn State or or, or some of these teams or Michigan State is because of Tom Allen, you know— then you just have an issue with Tom Allen and you need to accept that and not try to go ahead and project that on the results. It's frustrating to watch Indiana be where they are right now. This was a winnable game. Last week was a winnable game. The Michigan game was a winnable game. They did not finish those games. So be frustrated about the inability to finish. But boy, I have watched this program not be competitive in games and they lost in overtime to Michigan. It was a very competitive game at Michigan State. This one was competitive. I feel they let it slip away, but they had opportunities in the fourth quarter, and now it's just going forward. That's going to be the key is being able to put up a fight against Wisconsin, hope for the upset. If they don't get it, you still have Rutgers, Illinois, and Purdue. And those three games could still get Indiana to the postseason and end up turning the game, um, turning the season into a success. If you get to three straight bowls, I think it says a lot about um, the program and the direction it's in. And so we'll have to see uh, how Indiana does during the month of November. But boy, this was one that Indiana is going to go back and look at at the tape and say, we had opportunities here and we just let it slip away. And it's, it's really frustrating. I get where IU football fans' frustration comes from. They say it's the same old Hoosiers. The results are the same. It's all that makes a difference. Wins and losses are important. There's no question. I'm not talking about moral victories, but... Again, this is an Indiana team that I I feel still has an opportunity to go to the postseason. Um, this is not the same old Hoosiers, and they have an opportunity still going forward. Now, what's certainly not the same old Hoosiers is over at Assembly Hall, as Indiana took the floor against Marion in exhibition game action. They win 93-62. to It took a second-half uh, spurt to kind of blow this thing open, but they were never really challenged. Uh, still, the, the, the storyline on this one, Archie Miller's first game, as Indiana head coach, you know, no, it's not uh, a, a, the start of the regular season. That'll be in a couple of weeks. But still, I do think that there was an important stat, and I looked this up. Last year against, uh, I, I, I can't even remember what team was it. The, the, for Indiana's first exhibition game, they had 18 turnovers. In this one, Indiana had 10. And it just shows a little bit of the value that the Indiana might have for the ball this year that is different from last year, and Archie Miller certainly has made that a priority. And so, you just saw flashes here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this exhibition game, simply because of the fact that it's an exhibition game, and it's the first time out. And so, um, there's not a lot to be not not a lot of information to be gleaned from it. But I did want to first bring you some comments from oh, Archie Miller so during his post game press conference.
3: Yeah, um, you know, well coached Marion team, um, excellent opportunity for us to evaluate ourselves um, playing against a team that was really disciplined in terms of running their offense. You know, one of the things when you get into your exhibition season is you hope it just doesn't become a, a transition game up and down where you don't get anything out of it. And I thought our guys got a lot of work, you know, having to be disciplined at the end of the clock. And I think you saw that in the beginning of the first half, just a couple breakdowns right at the end of the last four or five seconds where they made some threes. And that's what we were really harping on at halftime is, we had to apply a little bit more pressure to them. Uh, we had to make things a little bit harder for them, um, and, and challenging shots, and, and just making sure that we were, you know, grinding away a little bit. Because when you play against that team, you're going to have to, you know, have to earn it on every possession. And um, you know, to their credit, I thought we consistently played pretty hard. Um, offensively, we're a work in progress. We're learning how to play with one another. There's new guys out there at all times learning a new system. And uh, you know, I think for the most part. We were okay uh, in the second half of, of our transition got going a little bit, and then we had some guys really start to step up and make some plays. And you know, Devonte I know is going to get a lot of the credit, but that's who he's been every day in practice. Um, he does a little bit of everything for us, and I think you're starting to see a guy um, if he just kind of stays with it's going to be a very very important player for us. Um, and if you just look down the line, we got a lot of different types of, of contributions, and and obviously having two other what I would consider guys in the rotation out for today. And hopefully, we can get those guys back as we move into next Sunday. So, uh, but a good opportunity for our guys. They're going to learn a lot from the film. Alex, oh. seems like some of the shots they were making late shot clock in the first half. probably the second half, but those same shots weren't going down. How how big is it for you to be able to bring fatigue to your team? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, our depth and our pressure applying, you know, pressure on the ball. You know, being able to just, you know you know you want to be a team that can you know wear a, another team down and and you'll see that you know first 2 or 3 minutes the guys get a couple good looks and they go in and you just have to stay with it you know you just have to keep preaching what you preach every day and you have to get 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 some you know a little luck on on a couple you know long bounces but i thought you know some of the shots they made were tough second half they didn't go down law of averages usually works out if you have a team taking you know threes at the end of the clock almost every other you know every other possession down so um but you know we'll see um I'm anxious to actually watch the film because, you know, they did a really good job of spreading us out and kind of moving us around and running us around. And uh, just, you know, it was a good test for us. Seth. There were a couple of
0: runs of turnovers there, but kind of two or three in a row, but it seemed like guys really stopped them quick and didn't let them kind of expand real fast. What maybe were guys doing in real time to, to cut down the turnovers when they were coming in a little
3: further? Well, I think, you know, we did a better job... Um, I thought we did a better job of playing out of the post as the game wore on. We still had, I think, two turnovers maybe uh, in and around the post area. You know, we have to get the ball deeper. You know, you don't want to play against a loaded defense um, out of the post where, you, where you're not getting good touches. I think the second half we did a better job of getting getting it deeper in there. And then, you know, I think Deron had a really good assist down there coming out of the post to Curtis for three. Um, he got a good post move down there as well. So playing out of the post was good. And the big thing is in transition, you know, you know being organized with your spacing and making good decisions. We didn't connect on one screen tonight, and that's one thing that's obviously got to get, get corrected. We we left, you know, if you had 40 screens in the game, we probably had 35 misses, and uh, that's going to be a big emphasis as we move into the to the next thing. If you miss screens and you don't execute, the chances of you having a good possession are, aren't good. But, you know, we had 10 – we had 10 turnovers in the game, 17 assists, obviously very good. If you look at our guards, they they kept it down. You know, Justin being in his first college game against somebody else had four. So, you know, you're going to hope a freshman obviously is going to learn the ropes a little bit. You know, and even Clifton, I think, had one. So five of our ten came from two freshmen in their first game. They'll get better.
1: Ken, what encouraged you about what you saw there tonight and what, what made me
3: concerned about Um I thought, you know, our guys are, are – we're bought in. You know, I think our guys are trying to do exactly what we're asking them to do. And it's going to take some time for, for them to get the chemistry they need. But we know um, we're going to have to be a very, very hard playing team. And I think the thing that's concerning is how we're going to score. You know, if you're not making threes, if you're not scoring in transition, how are you going to score in the half court? And that's going to be something that we're going to have to you know, work at all the time. And we're going to have to continue to get better at it. But we're going to have to find a way to score in the half court. Um, My hope is that we're a team that can shoot the ball, though. I think you got a glimpse tonight. There's multiple guys, I think, that can stretch the floor, and you had Al and Colin not in, who are both very good shooters. So I think being able to shoot the ball is going to be a a big thing for us. But how we score in the half court against really good teams who don't let you score in transition, how's that going to be is going to be the biggest concern. I think defensively, you know, how many fouls can we absorb in the front court? You know, you you basically play Duran and Freddie, a little bit in that, in that what we would call a five slot, but you may need a third guy, and who's that going to be, you know, and, and being able to be bigger on the wing. I don't know if you can play three small guards against every opponent uh, on our schedule. We may need to have Justin and move move over to the left a little bit as well. So there's a lot of things uh, concerning right now. I think the big thing for our team is to take this film, our staff, be able to teach them and and get better this week as we head to Sunday. Goes
0: to have Points and assists, 22 points, points and assists. Score, your thoughts on how he's balanced creating opportunities for himself but also
3: creating opportunities for his Uh he had, a, he had a really good overall game, but he, like I said, he's been doing that in practice. When is unselfish and he's making people better, his team always wins. You know, When Devontae isn't making guys better and he's, he's thinking score a lot, his team doesn't win as much. And I think you saw a little bit in that second half, he made some really good easy reads getting guys some easy baskets under, under the, under the basket on picking rolls. Or if Chase dribble, he, he dropped a little curl pass on the play. So, you know, he's a guy that is the best on our team at being able to sort of, you know, skip in that paint and get out and do some things. So he's going to be a big end-of-clock playmaking guard for us, I think, as, as the season goes. And that's where guys like Rob and Josh and those guys, I think, can benefit from him. They can get some shots.
1: Now then, actually, on to the game, you know, Devontae Green is a guy that last year I really liked a lot. You know, he, he wasn't consistent, he didn't get a, a huge opportunity to show what he could do, but as a sophomore, I think we're going to see a lot more of Devontae Green, because it really seems like Archie Miller really likes his tenacity, really likes the way that he plays. Uh Devonte Green certainly seems comfortable in Archie Miller's system as well. He scores 22 points on nine of 14 shooting, goes two of five from three-point range, uh, had six rebounds, seven assists versus just two turnovers. Devonte Green is very comfortable on the floor right now for the Hoosiers, and that is a huge positive for this team because they need guys who can create off the dribble, who can handle the ball, and Josh and brother, I'm sorry, Devonte Green is that kind of guy. Now he's got some flash to his game. It's very clear that uh, that R.G. Miller just likes the way this kid plays, and we're going to be seeing a lot of him. He got the start, and we're going to be seeing a lot of him. Now, uh, you know, people were concerned during the game because Robert Johnson, senior Robert Johnson, goes 3 of 13 from the floor, misses all five of his three-point shots, has 6 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists in 26 minutes. Robert Johnson's going to be a senior leader for the team, I don't see him as being a go-to guy. That's never been his role. He's not somebody who does a great job of creating off the dribble. Certainly not at the same rate as a guy like Devontae Green or Josh Newkirk or Curtis Jones can do, but, you know, even get a bad shooting night, it's an exhibition game. It's an exhibition game, so you don't get too excited about that. Same thing with Deron Davis. You know, He had 10 points and just four rebounds, shot five of seven from the floor, he didn't play big minutes. He played 19 minutes. Um, but what I did like was Indiana, I feel, did a much better job of feeding the post in this game than they had previously uh, over the last few few years, basically since Tom Cream got there. And it's not just about... Um, getting the pass inside it's the angles that it came from it was the spacing around the guy in the post and that was one of the more frustrating things of of the previous coaching staff was you had guys like cody zeller or noah Vonleh or thomas bryan and indiana did not do a great job of feeding the post and i really felt that i saw at least Flashes of improvement in that area, and certainly Deron Davis is going to need some some room to uh, to operate. And I thought Indiana did a better job of just spacing the floor and giving their post guys a little bit more room to work. Now Indiana's not blessed with great size, and so we're going to have to see how that all plays out. But just again, that little flash that could be gleaned from an exhibition game. I, I think certainly is a positive. I, I mentioned already I use ability to value the ball a little bit. I thought that they were more locked in defensively. They did a good job of forcing Marion deep into the uh, shot clock. Um, that certainly was a positive. Uh, but again, it's Marion University and it's an exhibition game. So we will see how it all plays out uh, going forward. But certainly it's a nice first step. It's a chance to see guys in action. I Clifton Moore didn't show up until the second half, but you saw some some decent moments from him. Uh, but it's clear that he's going to need some time to come along. Colin Hartman didn't play because he's banged up a little bit. Nothing nothing too serious, but he's banged up a little bit. And uh, it really seems that, you know, in this first game, Juwan Morgan, Deron Davis, Josh Newkirk, Robert Johnson, Devontae Green, Curtis Jones, Justin Smith, uh, Freddie McSwain jr saw a lot of minutes uh but that's kind of what what uh you know Archie Miller's looking at I, I think that that's that's somewhat of his his rotation and again the biggest takeaway for me from from this exhibition game is the fact that Devontae Green had the ball in his hands as much as he did, was allowed to create as much as he did, and I just think that Devontae Green is going to be given every opportunity to be Indiana's go-to guy, especially late in the shot clock this year, because it really seems like it's it's a good fix with Green and Archie Miller's offense and Archie Miller's comfort level with him. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Devontae Green. Well, that's all the time we have for the Pegs podcast, morning after Marilyn and Marion edition. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to remind you to visit pegs.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers who's you're recruiting like Mike Pegram, Jeff Rabjohns, and Matt Weaver. So come be a part of a thriving and exciting community on pegs.com. You are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time, but for now. And for Mike, Jeff, and Matt, I'm Ken Baikoff saying thanks for listening, everybody.